We are the Nerd Eternal Network. This week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for this. Today with the experience that some call Jason, the Dodd Bob, CDL113, and your token ray of positivity, Tarky. And today, my joke is not lost. Today, we're talking about things that annoy us and the things that we want to complain about. What grinds our gears? AKA, oh. it's another fucking show. <laughs> Another episode where you, know, you shit on some stuff. Gonna happen. The, the cranky old guys get to gripe and complain, and we get to hear, see what, what a young guy complains about. I'll give you a hint. It's probably still gonna be my back. <laughs> I'm just figuring anime. <laughs> I will, anime, damn it. I will it's complain anime. about the pedophilia in anime later. <laughs> it's there. We all know it's there. Moving up. Why can't we get rid of it? Anyway, let us actually start this with Jake, with the experience. That's some called it. He's known as it, don't worry. <clears throat> well, there's several things I can complain about. I think I'm going to focus on Doctor Who. I love Doctor Who. Who? Yeah, don't, don't do it. <laughs> we all know you're being a geek who Doctor Who is. That ain't a joke that needs to be made. Uh, him. Just stop. Sorry. He meant to say who? It's who? You, we I'm a big fan of the old series. I mean, bad special effects and all. Truthfully, the bad special effects in the, in the old series is something I respected them for. They had a shoestring budget, and you'd watch the episode and go, these guys never stopped to go, what can we afford to do? They always just went, this is what we are doing. How can we do it on our budget? That showed sometimes, but you know. I don't know, I got toilet plungers. A lot of <laughs> Sweet. We've got these oversized pepper shakers. Let's go. <laughs> we got gold paint. But the writing, I mean, on any long series, your writing's going to fluctuate, but they had a lot of good stuff in the old series. You get to the new Who. <laughs> Who's no more than two. And, uh, <laughs> I like, the first guy's run I like pretty well. I really started to notice, yes. Yeah. I really started to notice during Tenet's run how much of a uh, MacGuffin device they had made the Sonic Screwdriver. You know, it was a tool he used in the old series some, and he'd do more with it than just use a screwdriver. But now it reads mind, it talks telepathically, it scans things. It's Harry Potter, Harry Potter's wand at this point. Yeah, when you told me that in the old series it was actually just a screwdriver, I'm sitting there going, what? Yep. Yeah, and he, he'd use it to short out door panel. You know, there were gimmicks he would do with it. But it yeah, wasn't an excuse to not have to write him being clever. 
And that's the trick. It was a fancy universal tool in the old yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, it's how he could access the computers to do stuff, you know. And for the first little bit in Eccleston and Tennant, that was still true. Yeah, pretty much. And they, they got wilder and wilder with it because that let them be lazier writers. And, well, you'd always have fantastical stuff crop over Doctor Who. You know, you had a couple different types of vampires that showed in the old series, this, that, and the other. The new one, it's it's so much more a fairy tale in space. And that has slowly ground down my love for the series. Because it's less sci-fi. It's I enjoyed Tenet's Run. There were some decent stories in Tenet's Run. You got the Matt Smith's run, and while I like the overall River Song story arc, that kind of, you know, it was kind of spread out through his entire run. Most of the individual episodes were not that good, though. You'd have high points, but it was it it was really just carried on the strength of Matt's performance. You know, I have liked everybody that they've gotten to play the Doctor in the new movie. Haven't seen the new chick, but because I'm pretty much done with the show at this point. And it's been a gradual build-up where I'd get, I'd get a season or two behind sometimes where I'd catch up. Because I knew it was going to be more of that same. And it's it's just a little something that, like I said, it just kind of... What about it. the Weeping Angels? He said, knowing that, you know. <laughs> the Weeping Angels are a really good example of what you're yeah. doing or whatever. Because yeah. they had different rules for how they work every time they showed up. Only the first story with them was any good. Blink, Blink's the only one that's any good. And they are all written by the same guy. I mean, just... Either yeah, Blink was how, how Moffat got his job. But, yeah, I'm so glad he's gone. Not that it matters. I ain't watching the crap. No way. But, you know, but anyway, so the gradual grind down. I got to uh, Capaldi's run. Got through the first season of Capaldi fine. I would like to commend you. I dropped the show before Capaldi. I really like Capaldi. The Sonic, the Sonic glasses aside, I was excited when they go, we ain't going to have a Sonic screwdriver. Finally. Because I have to actually be smart. No, no, put it in sunglasses. I, 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 I've never started the second season. Or whatever the last season his was. I don't remember the second or third. I think that was the third. Yeah, okay. Been. I got through the first two of his then. I watched yeah. up to Clara. I saw the one where Clara beat it. And then I the only... I saw that one, and then I saw the Christmas special afterwards that involved River Song. Yeah, I did see that one. And, uh, what was I going? Oh, yes. That, the last season of his, the only episode I saw, and I really only saw part of it, it was like the zombies on a space station kind of thing or something. I, I was over at the folks and Mother was watching. He's a big sci-fi fan, too. So I saw part of it there where they had, a was Fred the name of the, the lady who was running around at that point? I don't know. Bill. 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 I knew it was a typically dude name that she had. Now, you know, I mean, the show didn't it didn't look any worse than usual, but like I said, it's just been a, a gradual eroding, you know, of, uh, of my love for the series because of really just the writing being kind of lazy. The individual, a lot of the old Doctor Who, the individual episodes were entertaining. Where in the new one, you're, you're really going only on the strength of the main actor. And occasionally, you know, occasionally the companion. And you really just kind of suffer through it, waiting for that just occasional high point. Where in old who, a lot more of these individual stories were good. I mean, I'm probably not even going to try the new, the, the new, newest series, because I'm just kind of done. And it, 
that kind of thing happens with this stuff. Walking Dead's the same way. I can't point anything in the about the current group, current season, The Walking Dead, that have run me off. I've just gradually gotten tired of it. Which again is the thing I kind of commend you for because I got tired by the prison. I went, oh, it's they're really dragging this kind of thing out a little bit. So I guess that's really me. Yeah. New Who, the writing for New Who, it grinds my gears, but it grounds them slowly. <laughs> it grounds them slowly. But by God, they're ground. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Yes, the gears are now just little circles. So. The wheels. Yes, yes, the gears are basically wheels now. It's smooth like eggs. Oh, God. Moving slightly to our left. Top off. No, me. Mine's going to be weird because it's politics and comics. <gasps> no, no. I guess. But it's, but, it's, is. But, it's, but it's not the usual when you see like the alt-right types going, I don't like politics and comics because blah, blah. No, I mean, I don't like either side. I don't like the thinly veiled, not racist, air quotes, alt-right types. And I don't like SJWs either. I think both of them are bad for the, are truly bad for the hobby. Tell me an adventure story. If you want a message in it, if you can tell me a message in a in a good story, great. That means you're a competent writer. I don't need message porn. That gets old. I am almost to the point where I think some of these people are in the in pop culture are doing message porn in hopes that hell these alt-right types will go off about it because it's free advertising. You know, that if you look now, that's the current thing in movies. Do something that the alt-right types will freak out about. The alt-right types freak out about it. The star of the thing quits Twitter. And then you get, you know, a well, month. The star, whoever the minority yeah, is. Yeah, gets, you know, you get a free two months of advertising <clears throat> off this bullshit. And you wait a little while and did it again. Yeah. The chick from Star Wars that quit Twitter. Yeah, you, know, you didn't hear nothing about it for a while. Now, as you're getting close to the next movie coming out, oh, she doesn't, now you got articles, oh, I don't know, she doesn't know if she's ever coming, coming back. Coming back, yeah. Because, and that's just it. Give me a damn break. Yeah. I mean, in the Star Wars case, I hate to tell you, as a black person that's in the comics, comic book fandom been racist as fuck. That's just fact. That's why you got so many blurred groups, is because, hell, if you came in a black fan of comics, yeah, you gonna catch hell. That's just a fact. So it's not that they just became toxic, but now toxic fandom is a marketing tool. Mm-hmm. And it's a way for you to basically put you in a social prison where you can't say, I don't dislike this crap. You put out crap, it's crap, but I can't say that it's crap because now I'm in a social prison. The Last Jedi is a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit from a Star Wars fan point of view. Ain't got nothing to do. It has nothing to do with the sex of the person. It's the fact that your protagonist is perfect. That's dull. Your protagonist is perfect. Your antagonist is lame. What in the hell's the interest of the crap? There's no reason to watch it. Especially what little story you got is all, all yeah. extremely real. I mean, the first one is A New Hope 2. Full party. <laughs> And and the big draw of it was, oh, we're bringing back the original cast so you can watch them die ignominious deaths. After we've shown you how bad their lives are. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, basically why in the hell didn't they all take a poison pill after the party ended at the end of Jedi? Because there was nothing but downhill from here. You know, people are excited now. Oh, Lando's coming back. I don't want Lando to come back because I know he's dead. They're going to kill him because nobody lived but Chewbacca. And that's because he's easily recast. Yeah. I mean, that's hell. It's, oh, truthfully, when you murk Luke Skywalker in Star Wars, you just kill the whole damn franchise. You can reboot this shit because it's, it's done. Hey, that's that's it. There ain't nobody. Party's over. Yeah. Han's gone and Luke's gone and Leia's dead in real life. This shit is over. It's over. Because as far as I know, like, even with the comic books, with Luke, any story involving Luke, after Luke kind of faded out the comics, the comics kind of just... Yeah, because that's the fucking hero. Yeah, because Luke was the person you followed. You follow the Skywalkers. You just do. Star Wars is about the Skywalkers. You you deviate from that, you go, I don't give a damn. And truthfully, they've screwed up Rey to the point that even if she turned out to be a Skywalker, who in the hell cares? She's perfect. There's no hero's journey. It's nine-year-old Anakin taking out Darth Maul. It's nine-year-old Anakin taking out Sidious. Untrained. Nothing. You know, and you can't fix that. But I digress. That was an example of some of the stuff. But if you go on, especially YouTube, YouTube's real big on the anti-Star Wars crew, the anti-SJW crew, but a.k.a. the not racist. But the trick is when you listen to them, oh, they're racist, motherfucker. <laughs> they just are. You know, oh, no. Well, what character that ain't white do you like? Uh... I got nothing. Hey, that's literally it. Oh, I, I like that robot. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I like such so, and so, so, so. He's, he's the robot. He's well, the boy. they I like Mr. Popo. Yeah, they like Black Panther in a defense of them not liking Star Wars until Black Panther goes up or something. Then they hate Black Panther. <laughs> and it's literally that damn blatant. And the thing is, it's bad. It. They give the medium a black eye. They give it a bad name. Yeah. Because you can easily go, this shit is full of bigots, and you tell the truth about it. It's full of bigots. The SJW have give you crappy, give you crappy content. Because they bend over backwards for shit that truthfully, they are as bigoted as the alt-right ones. Because you're not. A black person in the person is just black. It's it's the the Marvel book uh, mosaic. Yeah, it had a black writer and it was a black hero, and it was the most stereotype filled piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. I think I got through two issues before I was like, "Ugh, I won't read this for free." I mean, it it was horrendous. You know, black basketball player, white rapper girlfriend, every fucking stereotype, every trope. You know, she's running around hollering about shit being trill every five seconds. It is like, what? Who in the hell proved this shit? It's, or you end up with Jane Foster Thor that, you know, every male in it. Jane Foster's Thor, all of a sudden every man became incompetent. And she was doing stuff that if you were a long-time Thor reader, Thor did with me on her, hell, back in the 60s. 
But now all of a sudden it's brand new. Oh, Mjolnir's done this. She's never done that for Thor. Yeah, I've read issues where Thor's done the exact same thing with it. Oh, absorbing man early in the in the run. And you have the time you turn on a husband because now Thor's a girl. Yeah, and the fact she started her career. By yeah, Tatanya her. started her career by She'll, beating She-Hulk damn near to death, yeah. and then throwing her to the rest of the crew to beat on. Yeah, but now it's girl power. Uh, Odin uh, mm-hmm. Coates Black Panther run. Every man in Wakanda became either a milk toast or a rapist. Wakanda had rape camps, which was when I went, "Oh, I'm not reading this shit anymore." That's a legitimate argument because you've taken. Your girl power politics and said to hell with every damn thing that went before. Where if you want strong women, just make them strong. Claremont did it in X Men for decades. That's the female character in the Black Panther movie. Yeah. It's a good example. You just do it. Every dude in them don't have to be an idiot or a monster. And truly, when you do that, you don't make them look strong. You just make everybody look incompetent because it's your hero's strength is based off the villain. Yeah. You know, this kind of thing where, you know, if you want to do a rough and tumble female character, I love Wonder Woman. How the hell is she going to have to get hit? It's that type of character. She goes in and gets She's in fist fights. She's a brawler. <clears throat> well, if you brawl, you don't get hit. This crap of, well, she comes up, knocks the hell out of them, but oh no, that was a argument against Killmonger in Black Panther. Was, oh, he killed women. Uh, you do realize that Dora Milaje are trying to kill him, right? They're literally trying to kill him. At the end of that, oh, he cuts one of them's throat. He's a misogynist. No, he killed a motherfucker that was trying to kill him. Eh? You know. He's a warrior. They're warriors. I bet they're... He wasn't running through civilians doing that. No. And, the, the, and, and the you trick, know, he's still the bad guy. And the trick yeah. with Killmonger is he's a sociopath. They they count the the women that he hurts, but they completely forget the men that he messes up. Yeah, Killmonger well, was just that he was. With the politics, though, it's it's like they get upset if the bad guy does something bad. Yeah, it's it's the whole. Well, he thing. may be a misogynist. Well, he's a bad guy. Well, bad guys do bad things. They think bad things. They say bad things. It's why they're bad. Yeah, it's it's like the Fuhrer behind. Remember the Batgirl cover mm-hmm. that had Joker on there? Well, he's. He's threatening a woman. And? He threatens everybody. I've seen him hold guns to babies. I've seen him beat a child to death, damn near to death, with a crowbar and blow up him and his mother. He is not a nice person. You know, when you go the killing joke, well, because, you know, that was the whole thing. They wanted the killing joke taken out of cannon. Ooh, killing joke out of cannon. Why? Because, because he harms a woman and he may rape her. You know, in his next story, he beat a child with a crowbar. Maybe he's a bad guy. Maybe he's sick. <laughs> How yeah. many people is Joker? How many murdered? times has he been in Arkham Asylum yeah. for the criminally insane? You know. And that's the thing is they go so far that way that hell. Then when you listen to some of these alt right assholes, they have a point. Stop giving the motherfuckers cover. It's literally giving them cover because if you if you told a coherent story and they came out and did this, then they're revealed as what they are. Other day when we were hanging out, you listened to that guy going off about Captain Marvel. Yeah. And that was something I noticed. The guy was obviously misogynistic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was obvious. 
he had a lot of legitimate points about concerns about the movie, about her being a Mary Sue and all that. And you sit there, I don't want to agree with him on that, because cause he's, he's, his entire tone, he's clearly got a problem with, with it being a woman, period. But he has got these legitimate concerns that he can bring up, as though that's the reason. And Even it, though it's so thinly failed that you didn't listen to him, it's yeah. pretty obvious. But. Well, it, it, it's like this. Uh, there's an old Mark Twain saying, a broken watch is right twice a day. Twice a day. Yep. And in high school, I took ROTC, Marine Corps ROTC, and I was in the advanced training class. And our head instructor had copies of different military and uh, social uh, classical books from around the world. Some, you know, that are on the FBI watch list kind of yeah. thing. You know, Mein Kampf, uh, uh, Miles book, stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, for educational purposes, he would show us, okay, this is what they teach here. This is what they teach there. This is the American ideological thing versus this. And, you know, just because it's from the other side doesn't mean they don't have valid points. Here is a valid point in this, but when they start trying to counter with this, which has no valid validity you know your enemy can go hey the sky is blue but when he starts going the water is purple green yellow and polka dotted that's when you go uh no you know if you look up and the sky is blue yeah you know you have to agree with him on that and when you hear some of the stuff from some of these guys you gotta look at every statement they make and not yeah, not take it all in one big... The trick is, it's, it's become... Like I said, it's literally become a marketing gimmick now. Let's do this. You know people go... Like, the latest one, you just had a thing come out, like yesterday, when everybody was going, well, Cavill's leaving Superman, and they went, and Warner Bros. is looking at Michael B. Jordan as, as the replacement. And you know these motherfuckers are coming out of the woodwork. You know they are. Mm-hmm. And all it is is, if they did the shit... That man's gonna catch pure D hell off bullcrap. And you know that whole fucking shit starts all over again. Mm-hmm. Star Wars fans wasn't toxic till they stopped spending money. Because remember, nobody was hollering toxic fandom when Finn took off that helmet and it was a black dude under there and he caught pure hell. The difference is he fought. He fought back. Idris Elba fought back. Sam Jackson fought back. And you didn't hear crap about toxic fandom. The minute folks said... No, no bully was stopped by running away from them. Yeah. But the trick is, the minute... But the thing is, with the Star Wars thing is, it's when the fans stop spending money. All of a sudden, oh, these hundred and some dollar lightsabers are sitting here. Oh, all these figures are sitting here. Oh, these... The vehicles are crappy now, but... All these vehicles are sitting here. Oh, this fandom is toxic. Yeah, you're toxic because they ain't giving you money. They ain't no different than they were before. And that's... That's... Titans is another one. Mm-hmm. You know that poor child was gonna catch hell for star for Starfire. Why the hell did you take your budget and look like you went to the thrift store? Do something. When you got cosplayers that cosplayers budget that can you know, I don't care if they're they're a white person, a black person. I've seen white, black, Hispanic, and Asian. Yeah, it's about the character looking. The character just dead on look like they walked off the cotton picking page, people. Walked off the page. We're gonna, and then you, we're gonna hold off on the cotton picking thing, aren't we? 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm weird. I'm sorry. I was born and raised in the what? South. I got it's grandparents that actually. Yeah. I, I have you grandparents okay. on both sides that actually. We have spent time. enough time on this subject. We need to move on. We're going to cover everybody else. All right. Since I'm making my little hand gestures, we're going to wrap this up and nobody's paying attention. I will move on. I was looking at. I'll, I'll see if you're letting, letting them stew. All right, Danny. What are you complaining about? Probably cotton pit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I pick cotton. It ain't fun. But oh, yeah. I don't complain about it, but that's because, you know, picking up is actually kind of pain. Yeah, here it hurts. I'm going to complain about the rising cost of everything. Oh, good old typical old person complains. Go for it. Hey, hey, I'm millennial. I mean, I almost brought it, it up also, here Todd's rant because, you know, who doesn't want to pay 4 or $5 for a comic book that's just been preaching it? Is it just me or is the cost of everything just quadrupled this year? Oh, we're going to grocery store. I can also point this stuff. Oh, that's cheaper than it used to be. No, you really can kind of, you know, eat cheaper than you used to. As long as you don't worry about the main brand stuff. Or health concern. But yeah, you know, you can, well, I mean, if you're willing to eat right. Well, if we're going to talk about prices, can we at least kind of make it pop culture and talk about the price of comic books? Okay. Uh, I okay. Soda. Or, okay. Or movies or something. I don't know. Games have stayed a pretty consistent cost. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden. Too damn high. 60 something. Yeah. New Super Mario, 60 something dollars. So. But I mean, like, too damn high. The, the price of one thing might drop by a dollar or two, but then they'll shoot the price of something else up five or six bucks. It's whatever people will keep buying it for. Damn it, my legends cost $20 a piece now. They used to be seven. Yeah. Rats yeah. It, I'll agree with Todd their, on that. Their one. initial excuse for that was oh, gas prices went up. Yeah. Gas prices come back down. The figure didn't. Nope. Well, it's like comic books. You're, you're, you're spending four or five bucks for an issue. And that's going to choke your business to death because that's really going to cut down on who gets into the hobby. Yep. You ain't going to have no little kids, hey, mama, can I have a comic book? How much is it's it? It's $5. No. Put that no, back. you can't have that. Put that back. Yeah, here's a dollar. Back when a dollar, dollar fifty, two dollars. Yeah. Put it back on newsprint, call it a day. Truthfully. <laughs> Shit, that's the truth. Put it back on newsprint, call it a day. You know. But you want to use a you want to use a slick glossy paper? Mm-hmm. Do that for the trades. But then it won't last as long. Except the collecting it's, market's crap yeah. now. Yeah. Shh, don't tell them that. They'll pay more. You know they finished killing off the collectors' market in the nineties. Yeah. You know all the oh the variant covers and oh the diecast covers and reject the price of, and none of that crap ever became worth anything. Nope. It was worth it. Like if you had something like the death of Superman, it was worth it. If you sold it, as soon as you got it. Yep, if you got it, you waited a week or two and sold it, you're yep. good. Yeah, like if you had that black bag, Death of Superman, yeah. If you sold that within like a month after it came out, you made some money off of it. If you still got it now, about a quarter. <laughs> you can find them in quarter bins all over the place. Mm-hmm. Still in the cute little bag with the, the armband. I don't think it. Yeah. Because really, there's probably a few in the 80s, but basically anything after the 70s ain't worth money. Because everybody by then the stuff in the forties had gotten so valuable that people were sitting going, "Oh, this stuff could be worth something." So yeah. we put it in a little bag and we pack it away, and we don't let mom throw it away. Yeah. And as a trick, you want it to be in something that that biodegrades. That way, you know, if you got one that's pristine, it's worth something. If everybody, and you know, and with their thing of, hey, every what couple of years you get a new number one. Number one issues ain't worth crap no more. Yeah. 
I think the last number ones that were worth anything were like the Ultimates. Like Ultimate Spider Man number one was worth a little money. Mm-hmm. I know because I sold mine. <laughs> well, that's when you sold almost as soon as you got it, though. Yeah, well, no, I had I had Ultimate Spider Man for a little bit, and then I realized, ooh, this thing ain't worth something. And I went and sold it. Uh, uh, Origin. The thing with, Origin? with or Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. The storyline of Wolverine where you told who you were. Origin number one, now I sold it like the next week. Hey, we'll give you fifty dollars for this. You can have this thing back. I've read it. I'm good. I know what happens. Yep. Fifty dollars. So can you. <laughs> Eventually, what will probably happen in the long, long term is they'll all go digital. Yeah. Because the collector's market ain't much of nothing now. They'll go digital. Probably drop the price up at that point. Or at least stop continuing well, to rise it. Probably because not. the cost will be so much lower that even if they keep it, even if they drop it by a dollar, that's actually profit wise, you know, they're still making more profit off yeah. of it. Until they get better writers and better stories, hell. Yeah. And they may change it to more of a subscription style thing as well for El Digital. Just because subscriptions tend to make money based off people forgetting to cancel them. Well, they would have that go and they're never going to not let you buy it individually. No, no. But yeah, they used to, I mean, they used to be mail subscriptions. Well, it would be, those it'd probably be more like a subscription, and you do like, uh, pay my subscription. I'll I'll own this comic book for a dollar. Yeah, the subscription can make things cheaper. But anyway, let's not give them business advice. But yeah, there there is something, especially in in, in our actually, audience. I will give you business advice. Hire better writers and you know drop the price. But uh, <laughs> you will. The RPG books have gone up some. But they're still, the big core books still tend to be within like a video game price range. Yeah, yeah. Which if you look at how much am I going to play this, ain't too bad. And a lot of companies are going to smaller, like the Icons book, for instance, is much smaller than your typical like Dungeons and Dragons book. Yeah. And the cost is less accordingly. And even like Pathfinder's got a large, you know, it's thick, it's a big format. They have done cheaper paperback versions yeah, that are both smaller and all paper, you know. Take out a bunch of the artwork. Mm. No, they didn't. They, they got nothing. They shrank stuff down. Yeah, my, my mutants something. and masterminds was a little, was a little yeah. handheld. Little I forget which company copy. started, but somebody started doing the little cheap back pocket versions of yeah. some oh. of their games and other places of copies. I know one of the because Patrick had one. It it took out a bunch of the artwork out of one of the games. Yeah, yeah. I know he had one that was black and white instead yeah. of in color. But that, you tend to only really get those with games that are popular enough. Yeah. All right, but, so, Karki, which problem? Which beef? Well, now I'm going to talk about pedophilia and anime. But I don't <laughs> want to do that. It's something I want to grab about that I really don't want to talk about it. I've, I think I've made the comment about Evangelion and people have been arguing about, you know, which underage girl they like more for more years than those girls are of age, so... I would merely point out, in the perverts' defense, they were probably an appropriate age when they started that argument. Well, I mean, when I was in the argument, I was appropriate age. And then when I realized, you know, I'm talking about 14-year-olds. Think about it, this. It was about, you know, 16 or 17 for me. And I like the show. But anyway. I have a real complaint, possibly because I read so much manga, which more or less has a start point, end point goal. Mm-hmm. You know, they may want to run for 1,137 issues and then hit their end point. But there's a consistent 
it's moving forward forever. And I have a problem going back to more Western comics where they'll they'll constantly reboot, remake, reconstruct the universe, and kind of just wipe away all progress. I'm like, if I see a character that's growing and developing, I want to see them grow and develop into whatever they are complete as. Mm-hmm. They're finished, you know, a finished form of some sort. And then if you want to, you know, but people, you don't get a finished form. People keep changing. Right, people continue changing. But I mean, like, you know, the major issues they started with have, you know, come to some fruition, have come to some conclusion. So Booster Gold is immature now, eventually he grows the hell up, and once he grows up, he stays grows the hell up. Well, he's a good example, because they grew him up during, like, a 90s run of Justice League that I was reading, you know, the post-Death Superman, where he's freaked out because none of that was supposed to happen in his timeline. He was supposed to die at 90. Why you'd be fearful of the battle, he knew he died at 90 in bed. Well... Doomsday's wrecked my armor, almost killed me. Shortly thereafter, he loses an arm. He's like, yeah, none of this was supposed to be happening. And he matured. Then they stopped using him for a little while. And when they brought him back, he was the, you know, punk. But he was, start with, you know. It's like he just started off. Yeah, Guy Gardner is another good example. And I'll, I'll also pull back to my complaint that, and with Booster Gold specifically, in a, the comic Injustice 2, about the Injustice games, you know, it's going on before what happens in the game. But Booster Gold shows up in that. And he's a little immature, but he's an older dude. And, you know, he's he's going, you know, I'm kind of old enough. I think I need to start teaching people how to be superheroes. These kids with powers and, you know, helping them develop. I think I'm just going to go do that now. And starts, you know, he's teaching the new Blue Beetle. Because he was friends with the old Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. That happened in the book to some degree. Yeah. You know, but you know, he inherits money. Yeah, I'm gonna go teach the new, gen- the next generation. You know, before he probably kind of dies horribly, but that's injustice. That's the nature of that. Dies. Dies. Well, his his, yeah. his death was kind of the time travel shows me. Goes, hey, I can buy you a couple extra years. Let's go do some stuff. Like, all right. <laughs> he's he's the one death that isn't horrible in that book. Superboy, well, in that book, like, Superboy had, currently has the heart of Zod in him. Because they killed, because Amazo killed Zod. And Superboy, they basically pulled him out of the Phantom Zone, because he had been punched in the heart real hard by Superman, and went, we've got a Kryptonian heart for you, we're gonna save you. But that's one of those, but anyway, that, that's a world where it's all about how well, horrible things are going. But within the Injustice, I know there's a start point, end point. Yeah, so yeah, reading yeah. it, I'm like, I love watching the development. Because I know there will be an end to the development. There will be an end to the story. But, like, you know, watching Batman, reading Batman right now, which is a poor life decision, but don't worry. It'll it'll get better than worse than better than worse. It's a poor life decision. But, you know, I was excited for character development. I was getting married. His life is moving forward. You can focus on other aspects of life, which means you can write fresh new material. Oh, no, you can't, because he must be sadness. Batman has to be sad to be Batman. Which don't make a lot of sense. King well, Batman, he was voiced by a crazy person. And the fiancé went, yeah, yeah, you know what, you're right. But that just tells me she didn't want to get married. <laughs> or I didn't want to get killed by the Joker. <laughs> hey, if I marry him, I'm going to be a constant target of this guy, aren't I? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Not if you don't wear the outfit. Yeah, fair enough. 
You mean I have to stop being Catwoman? Ugh. No. I really like stealing shit. Sid, <laughs> I really like stealing stuff. That's literally why I'm in Arkham. Is I'm I'm a kleptomancer. Well, they've helped her some. Cause she used to just want to steal cat shit. Yeah. To be fair, now she steals some of everything. To be fair, she went from cat shit to no. I kind of just want to steal to be rich. And then when she got rich, but if she married Bruce, she would be rich. Yeah. Then she kind of went to you know I just kind of like the adventure of it all. Now that I think about it, then she can steal from Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) If she just wanted the adventure, she'd be a vigilante like he is. But anyway, regardless. Also, you know the the progress of. The one thing I'm glad about is they never went, hey, Dick Grayson, you're no longer, you know, you have stopped being Nightwing permanently, but back to being Robin forever. I'm glad they never did that. I think if the fan reaction to him being Nightwing was so positive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were just going to kill him. <laughs> they were going to murk him. Eh, they just kill him. Let's save that for the next and one. And then people went, you better not kill Dick Grayson. And they went, oh, he's popular. We'll kill John Stewart. You better not kill John Stewart. Oh. Oh, no, We'll just, we'll just kill the universe and reboot it up. Who's the next Robin? Kill him. Finally. <laughs> Who's Robin? Well, that's the David trick. Wayne. I hate him. Kill him. Then they bring him back. Damn it. That is the trick, though, with the Jason Todd uh, Robin. He is before the crisis. People like him fine. He was nothing but a Dick Grayson knockoff. Same yep. origin. When they brought him back and gave him a different origin and changed his attitude a little bit, then they didn't like him. But anyway, it's it's just the constant. We're building character. We're building character up. All right, we have to break him down a little bit for our new writer to really get his role. Thanks, guys. We, I'm glad you understand. And then it began. Hey, we're rebooting. Suck it. Well, or you do the Marvel route. Eh, here's a knockoff. Run with it. Yeah. It's literally the thing. Eh, here's a knockoff. Here's a knockoff Thor. Here's a knockoff Cap. Here's a knockoff Iron Man. Well, see, well, let's not regress any characters. Well, see, even with that, I'm okay as long as. But you know what character progression would be in that? Just as like uh, Tony Stark got his last death, he got put into a coma by Captain Marvel. Yeah, him and Captain Marvel on the same team of Avengers is like that never happened. Yeah, he's running around like in her book. He's encouraging her to get back in the hero game. This thing ever just put you in a coma. You hadn't been dabbling around with yourself. You'd be taking a dirt nap. What the hell? No. Progression is you did this to me and there are consequences. I don't like you anymore. We may patch it up eventually, but there's a process. Yeah. That's just their lazy writing now. You know, that's Carol Danvers and Rogue for years. It was, it was Rogue and Dazzler for One years. Thing you used to try and kill me and now I don't it, like you. It's not a regression of a character, but it's a lack of moving forward. Well, in the 90s... You had a guy named Eric Masterson. I'll sit back patiently and let them tell me about Michael Flynn. Yes, I, yes we will, because we're also becoming one another. <laughs> so Eric Masterson becomes Thor. Thor gets banished. Eric Masterson They're brothers, in case you can't tell. Becomes Thor. Well, he's not very good at it. He's a rookie. Hmm. And they played through him being a rookie. And, you know, occasionally he, he things really click. He, had a, he did better against the Gladiator than I think any than Thor had in any other fight. Well, he never quite gets out of that rookie. Thor comes back. Odin makes him a maze. Here, go be Thunderstrike. Slightly different power set. Real similar, though. Goes through his entire run and dies. Never stops being a rookie. You know, he never seemed to progress past that. He was always making not the best decisions, which is in, in, end up being what got him killed. 
So it wasn't that they progressed him and then regressed him. They just never did anything with him. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Jubilee and the X-Men books, really. Yeah. They took a decent side there kick. There you talk over the token millennium. They, they took a decent sidekick in Jubilee. And then just never did nothing with And then never let her develop. Oh, she's got this untapped potential that she never tapped. Oh, let's make her a vampire. Oh, uh, She's fixed. She's fixed. Yeah. She's got her sparkles again. We fixed her. Eh, let's put her over here to the side. But like Kitty Pride, where they had a band, where I think mm-hmm. Kitty Pride was a little bit before her. Oh, yeah. Kitty Pride was 80? Yeah, 80s. Maybe yeah. even yeah. late 70s. Yeah. Like exactly late 70s are enthusiastic. A decade or two behind. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's been around yeah. a while. But she yeah. has progressed to the point where, yeah, she's leading a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a good one that, that has had some progression. They keep progressing her age wise. They'll grow up. Oh, wait, no, no, she's still a kid. Well, she's like, she's like early 20s. Well, she's, she's youngish 20s now. Yeah. Like, when I look at her, I'm like, she's probably like 25. She's caught up to Colossus. She's good. <laughs> well, Colossus was young when he started. Yeah, he was, but he was too damn old to be talking to Kitty Pryde. <laughs> Go back and look at them old ones. She's a little girl. Yeah. When and it, he's, he's, he's too old to be fessing around with Kanye. When 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 they first introduce the two characters, like he's in his teens when he she's shows like up. twelve. And she's twelve. He's in his late teens, about to be twenties, and she's you know, twelve. He's a farmer from a rural community. They're very young out there. Move on, move on. When you have good birthing hips. Alright, Tyler, what else what else have you got on your complaint? We're about to derail completely and we're running out of time. Well the other complaint just you know, the constant backing up. Even in books like Night, the Nightwing book, I was reading it and I was happy with it. Went to the Agent 34 storyline. It was funny. It was nice. It had serious connotations to the world. He was stopping a problem. What's up? I'm sorry. So when he was Agent 34 and he's on the shooting range, say my name. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well, I, I enjoyed it. The whole, you threw the gun. Yeah, so I hit it. You threw the gun. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna hate you. And then when he actually has to shoot the gun, he shoots it just fine. Yeah, of course I was trained to shoot guns. I'm just told not to use them. That was the that was a great part. We're about to have a tight But moving forward, <laughs> moving farther along, he ends up going to Bloodhaven, which is a thing he heard his alternate universe, an alternate universe self had done. He's like, what? Yeah, why don't I do that? I've been in, you know, I've been in Gotham too long. Goes to Bloodhaven, you know, old, and starts a fling with an old enemy or ex enemy. And you know, they're having a relationship. And I've always seen Dick Grayson as, yeah, he's trained by Batman. He does not have the social issues Batman does. No. Yeah. He should be able to hold a steady relationship. He's a reasonable human being that is smart. And he set up. It's like, you just... Well, some people F up yeah, relationships. But the thing is, like, I don't think Dick Grayson has ever held a stable relationship for very long. Has he? Him and Starfire were pretty stable oh, in, yeah, yeah. in Titans, the mm-hmm. Titans book ended. Him and Barbara have always been only getting off again, I think. He had a cop girlfriend in one of the previous versions, you know, one of the previous, yeah. before, before some of the reboots. In Bloodhaven, I think. Were him and the Huntress ever anything except, you know, her raping? Was that Huntress or somebody else? 
think that was Huntress. That was Huntress. I think that was. He Huntress. had a former villain, I know, that killed some folks. Now I'm talking about Huntress. Pretty much took it. Yeah, Huntress. She ruined like, his ass. Which Huntress are you talking about? The uh, what's the name? Valerie something. I don't know. Yeah. The villainous one. She wasn't villainous. <laughs> That's what. She was the one that was basically Red Hood took her spot. Huntress wasn't so much villainous as she was. I ain't sending you to jail. I watched Jokers kill my... I watched the mob whack my family. Yeah, 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 yeah. I put on a costume and I ain't sending you to jail. Okay, that Huntress. Yeah. I think... Isn't the most recent... Is the most recent Huntress the headmaster from the academy during the Yeah, story yeah that's no. the same... It's the same name character and stuff. Oh, okay. The one I'm thinking of, I read about it just the other day, whatever, it was like a ten, top ten list of uncomfortable moments in comics. Was one where the woman kills. She's another vigilante in Bloodhaven, former villain. She's in love with him, and as a favor to him, she kills Blockbuster. Well, you know, he ain't want nothing to do with her, Joe. Because she's a murderer. Well, he's all beat up on a rooftop, and yeah, she just comes and kind of takes it while he's going, Don't touch me. <laughs> Jesus! Hey, it was a top ten list of uncomfortable moments. You know, there was that one, and. I think the Superman, Superman and Big Bart almost like a porno was in that one. I didn't think there was an almost to that. I thought they made a porno. No, no, it was an almost. I, oh, okay. I actually looked up the issue. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Miracle jumps in and busts it up, you know. Threesome. But yeah, it's it's just, I understand you got to keep Domba going, but like, it just means that you ran out of ideas and want to back up and mind wipe Deadpool six times. So you can teach him the same lesson this year that you taught him last year. Yeah. It's lazy, right? Does Deadpool learn? His mind keeps scabbing over. Does he? Does he really learn? He look. He he adequately mimics learning, and then his brain gets up and then goes, "Aha! Now there's an ape voice telling me not to do the thing I'm doing." And, he, and he's telling you about it because you know he breaks the fourth. But to go ahead and wrap it up, so Jason can get it wrapped up. He's so mad at us. This has been <laughs> the token. Gonna mock his brother who's driving him, Tarky. Was driving him. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get Uber out here. <laughs> I know where I'm at. But anyway, this has been Tarky. The experience I'm called Jason. The Todd Bob. CDO 113. And I will be signing off. Peace. Peace.